Hi, this is Trevor Jackson. Welcome to Tomorrow Is Mine. Five years ago this month, the Gold Coast hosted an event that would not only transform the city, but would build its reputation on a global scale. The 2018 Commonwealth Games put the Gold Coast on the world map, drawing an international television audience of 1.5 billion people. It was an incredibly exciting time to be here, fueled by an atmosphere of anticipation and expectation with the promise of so much possibility. It was within this environment that I first met Anita Kissy, a Canadian of Ghanaian heritage who had come to the Gold Coast to study law at Bond University. Anita had been chosen as a Mayor's Student Ambassador that year, and with that honour came a wealth of opportunities. She became a student envoy to the Canadian Commonwealth Games team, met with a number of high-ranking international delegates, and Anita also addressed a packed house at a city trade forum that drew the largest crowd for an official non-sporting related games program during the event. Anita also became one of the most recognisable faces from Study Gold Coast Diversity Campaign, which was launched just ahead of the Games and which culminated in the formation of a human rainbow featuring hundreds of students from around the world on the beach in front of the International Media Centre on the opening morning of the Games. Later that year, Anita was all over the media again when she launched her children's book, Little Hope, Big Hope a book that is now stocked by some of the leading global book retailers like Amazon and Barnes & Noble. After graduation, Anita went home to Canada to commence her legal career, but returned to the Gold Coast earlier this month for a brief visit. I caught up with Anita almost five years to the day since the Commonwealth Games got underway, and I was very curious to find out what had happened to Anita over the last five years and how her experience on the Gold Coast shaped her life. Anita Kissy, welcome to Tomorrow Is Mine. Lovely to see you. We first met in 2018, can't believe it's been five years, and it's I think probably been a very interesting journey for both of us since then, but we'll get to that a little later. Let's talk about how we met. So you were a Mayor's Student Ambassador for Study Gold Coast. I just joined Study Gold Coast working for them. And there was a very exciting time on the Gold Coast because the Commonwealth Games were about to happen. You are Canadian, so obviously Canada participates in the Commonwealth Games. Take me back to that time in your life and what was it like here on the Gold Coast? Wow. So back then I was a law student at Bond University. I was pursuing my Juris Doctor degree. And uh, life on the Gold Coast was, was great. You know, it, lots of changes had happened for myself, having moved from the cold, wintry Canada to being on the Gold Coast with the summer weather and having the opportunity to be a voice for international students, having the ability to interact with diverse students from all over the world that called Gold Coast home, whether temporarily or permanently. It was, it was fascinating for me to, to be doing all those things while being a student at Bond University, too. What was it that brought you to the Gold Coast from Toronto on the east coast of Canada all the way to the east coast of Australia? Why did you come here? You know what I always say? I didn't choose Gold Coast Australia. Gold Coast Australia chose me. <laughs> really? How did the Gold Coast choose yeah. you? I do believe in our lives being planned out. 
Um, some may say the universe. Some may say God. Some may say coincidence. I guess fate. I, yeah, fate. <laughs> there we go. Fate is the perfect word. I believe fate is what brought me here. At the time, I was working uh, as a legal assistant in law firms in Toronto, Canada. And I remember opening the Canadian Lawyers Digest. And on page five was a big spread, a big uh, beach. There was a picture of a beach uh, in Gold Coast, Australia. And they were saying, you know, come down. You can study law in sunny Gold Coast, Australia. So I thought... It might be interesting to study law there. I also had a couple of mates who had also studied in Gold Coast and had come back to Canada and had been talking about it. So I think within the Canadian legal industry, Gold Coast Australia had become sort of a buzzword at the time. So looking at what the reputation that Gold Coast had in Canada versus me seeing that page with the picture of Gold Coast with the beautiful sun and, you know, wonderful waters... I thought it might be a wonderful opportunity to embark on. And when I had discussed it with my parents, they thought it might be good for me to explore Gold Coast Australia and then, of course, earn a law degree at the same time. There you go. We do get a lot of Canadian students coming to study law here and in particular at Bond University. I'm still not quite sure what the magnet is, except that I know that the legal qualifications here are recognised in Canada. So it's a very easy professional transition once you graduate, isn't it? Yes, correct. But I'm still not sure why so many come to the Gold Coast. I know Bond obviously enjoys a great reputation for its law degree. The weather, I get that, particularly if you've gone through a long, bleak winter in Canada and you go, yeah, the beach and sunshine sounding pretty good. (laughs) But was there something else to it? Well, that was it. Yeah, I, I think it's it. I mean, for many people that live in Canada in the legal industry, when you say Bond University, many people know of it. Um, Of course, Bond was established in 1989. And since then, over many decades, actually, almost over 30 years, they've been able to develop such a solid, such a solid community of lawyers who go back. So once you're there in Canada and you want to study law, Most likely, you're thinking of three options, either to stay in Canada and do the traditional path, or you would maybe go to the UK, which is another very popular option for uh, law students wanting to pursue law. Or you have uh, Gold Coast Australia. And Bond University, I think, did a really great job of being probably the prime university in all of Australia that has been able to attract Canadian students. So over years, they've built up this community, and then it's become... uh, it's become a very popular destination for Canadian hopefuls that want to study law. And of course, you have some that stay in Australia, and then you have many who go back and then go through the uh, legal process over there to practice. I know that Bond have done a lot of work in that space, but it's also about reputation too, isn't it? And Bond, and in particular, its law graduates enjoy a very, very healthy reputation. Had you traveled much before you came here? No. Coming down to Gold Coast was actually my first solo trip on my own. Right. So did it meet your expectations? What were you expecting to find when you eventually touched down here? Yes. It exceeded my expectations. Really? My expectation was just to simply go to law school and just get my degree. I didn't have any expectation of being a voice in the community. I didn't know that I would be a student ambassador, a mayor student ambassador. I didn't know that Study Gold Coast 
would sort of become a hub for me, um, a part of my identity actually, really shaped my identity to the point where when I went back, everyone around knew that I was involved with Study Gold Coast and they knew that I was able to be in the media, the newspaper, you know, all these opportunities to go on trips in the Gold Coast as well. So it definitely exceeded my expectations. Would you say it was a transformational experience for you? It was. It was. I mean, a lot of my peers, when I compare myself to most of my peers, a lot of them just focused on their law degree and, of course, socializing on the Gold Coast. But they really didn't enmesh themselves in the Gold Coast community. You know, so for a lot of the Canadians, they would come, they would study, socialize a little bit, but it was they were very separate from the people here. Study Gold Coast and the program really allowed me to connect with the people of Gold Coast Australia. I had so many opportunities and I was quite privileged, you know, to rub shoulders with a lot of the government officials. Of course, as ambassadors, we were constantly interacting with a lot of international delegates. We had the opportunity to travel to Brisbane. And also I had the opportunity to speak at the Trade 2018 event in relation That's to right. the Commonwealth yeah. Games, right? So all these opportunities really allowed me to closely walk along with the Gold Coast citizens and to understand their life and to also be sort of a part of it at the same time still holding on to my Canadian identity. Yeah. yeah. That Trade 2018 event was interesting because it was the largest event attendance of anything officially tied to the Commonwealth Games. It was this beautiful space that they created right on the beach. The organisers really took advantage of the Gold Coast and here we were on the this beautiful pristine beachfront in this pavilion, sun streaming in everywhere and you had a lot of very high-profile business people, government people, educators, entrepreneurs, all sorts of people in that space, not only from the Gold Coast but from well beyond here as well. And you had the chance to get up and be a spokesperson. Such a wonderful opportunity. Were you nervous when you had to front that audience? Because there's some serious people in that room there, some major players. Yes, I remember all the guests that were in attendance, including, of course, Mayor Tom Tate. Yeah. I was nervous, to be honest. I was. As, as, all, as everyone was speaking, my heart was just sort of palpitating, you know, because I wasn't sure when I would be called. But, of course, I was given an opportunity to speak, and I felt that I did justice, you know, representing the students on the Gold Coast. Yeah, what did you talk about? Do you remember what you said? Yes, I did. So... I remember talking about diversity and how diversity is so important to the business sphere. My main premise or argument was that when businesses promote diversity, when they accept people of diverse backgrounds, they're really benefiting themselves. You know, because when you bring in a, a, a person, for example, maybe someone who is a banker, and they're diverse. They're not just coming in with Australian knowledge, but they're bringing in a pool of knowledge based on where they're coming from, maybe India, for example, right? This banker might be able to bring in ideas that can help the bank or whatever organization, nonprofit, to really go beyond, you know? I, I think diversity is something that 
should be embraced. We should be willing to bring people of diverse backgrounds, face, you know, et cetera, because they really allow the company to thrive because they bring in such different ideas, a different way of looking at things. But it's not just ideas, is it? Because it's also about the networks that they bring. Exactly. It's the, the connections that they have yes. from their backgrounds, mm-hmm. which could open up all sorts of opportunities for that mm-hmm. business. Exactly. And, and then also adding in, uh, you bring in a pool of talent. For example, let's say Study Gold Coast, for example. You know, when you look at the faces of Study Gold Coast, you see people represented all over the world. So if I'm an international student coming in, and I see that the face of Study Gold Coast has people from, let's say, Canada, I would be more willing and more open to get involved seeing that I'm represented as well. Yeah, that's quite true. In fact, yeah, Study Gold Coast is not full of middle-aged white guys. In fact, I am the token middle-aged white guy at Study Gold Coast. We have uh, people from uh, in our team from France, from Brazil, from the Philippines, India, also Germany, all sorts of places. So it does bring a lot of diversity into our workplace but because we champion international students and international education surely that's the logical place of where you would expect to find a very diverse workforce Mm -hmm. so tell me about that because then when you become a mayor student ambassador it's a program that's run by study gold coast you talked about the opportunities that it gave you how do you think participating in that program transformed you what was it that changed Mm -hmm. within you Yes, it definitely increased my confidence and it increased my value here in the Gold Coast. It really allowed me to see that I can be a part of the narrative of Gold Coast Australia. As I said prior, many international students come in with the intention that they're going to study, perhaps socialize a little bit, but they're not really thinking about their ability to engage on a civic platform, you know, like sort of, I mean, it's not a political, this is not a political role, but it felt like it. It felt like, you know, it felt like we were really leaving a mark and allowing international students to feel welcome. Your ambassadors, it is effectively a, a role in that sphere, if not a political role per se. Because of the unique timing of when you were an ambassador, the Commonwealth Games were on as well, and there were opportunities for you engaging directly with the Canadian Commonwealth Games team. So tell me a little bit about your experience of when it was games time here on the Gold Coast. Yeah, it definitely gave me a sense of pride to to see my fellow Canadians. Uh, we actually, there was two of us. We went... In the ambassador program. Yes, yeah, the that ambassador were Canadian. program yeah, that's right. that are Canadian. So two of us were sent to welcome the Canadians and we gave them a, a wonderful gift and it was so nice you know just to connect with them and to to relate to them being Canadian I mean when we went there and we saw their faces and they saw us we all just you know shook each other's hands and uh, it was so nice just to connect with them after uh, after many years of sort of being away from Canada it almost like they brought a sense of home to me and then there was the other event in the games that you were involved in which was the human rainbow which was formed on the beach right out the front of the international media center there and it's beautiful students from all over the world converging on that beachfront to form this human rainbow and the images of that which went around the world which was great but also the fact that you were involved in the embrace film which was made in the lead up to that human rainbow event where people from different nationalities meeting each other for the first time and it's all kind of very 
awkward but cool. Like, you know, like, okay, you're just going to meet someone and then how do, you, how do you relate to them? How do you connect with them? Are you open, warm, friendly? Is this the kind of environment that allows this to happen? The answer we hoped was yes, that the Gold Coast really was that kind of place. Mm-hmm. But how important was it for you to be able to celebrate your, your cultural background and, and the diversity of our student community? It was very important. First thing when I arrived in the Gold Coast was I was looking to see if my people were represented. You know, usually we do that when we travel to a new place. We're always looking to see a familiar face. So when I arrived in the Gold Coast, I realized that people from my background, of course, I was born in Canada, but my parents are from Ghana and West Africa. So when I came, I was looking to find people from there, and I didn't see too many. And I also realized in conversation, there were many questions people had about my background, right? There was a lot of obscurity regarding people that come from uh, my background of Ghana. So being able to be involved in the diversity campaign, if I could say, in the media and everything that was involved was so special to me. It, It mattered so much because I realized sometimes what holds us back is ignorance regarding each other's cultures and backgrounds, right? And I do believe that we can move so much farther as as a human race when we have the time to engage and ask questions and share the cultures and share our backgrounds, you know, share the similarities. And then, of course, talk about the differences in, in an environment of just love and acceptance, so being a part of this campaign and the, and the program was awesome for me because it really allowed me to, to represent not just my Canadian background, but then also my Ghanaian background as well. And I'm sure that because of the, this uh, specific program and the platform that we had, many more Ghanaians and Canadians would have loved to descend to, to Gold Coast to be a part, a part of it. Yeah, to realize that they'd be welcome here, just yes, as welcome here as you were. Exactly. Yeah. In coming here, you say that you grew as a person. There were things that you did that were exceptional. You became an author. You became a published author, for instance, while you were here and one of the ambassadors in the program. You produced a book called Little Hope, Big Hope, which had a very Australian flavour, which was interesting for someone who was Canadian of Ghanaian heritage, who has only been here for a short period of time. So tell me about that book. What was the catalyst for producing that and why did you do it? To be honest, I didn't have plans to publish a children's book. So all things are possible in the Gold Coast, right? (laughs) Yeah, that wasn't my plan. Um, But uh, at the time, I was serving in the community with Australian kids as well. So at the time, I was involved with kids on the weekends. And this was just something that I was doing. In addition to everything I was doing, I was doing this because I felt... You know, being in in law school sort of comes with a bit of stress. And if you're not careful, you can be very isolated in that student community. So I thought getting involved with children in the community of Gold Coast would be another fun way to to sort of spice up my life, create more diversity, right? Diverse uh, activities. So at the time, I was around children, and I was just thinking about the state of our world and really being honest and and really assessing where our world is going. Mind you, this is before the pandemic. This is before our, our, our whole world went through the changes that it's happening. But at the time, I was looking at our world, and I really felt a burden to create something 
that would impact children's lives. I used to always say, I may be in Canada or I may be in another country, but I would love to have something that a child can read or a child can enjoy while being away. So at the time, the name Little Hope, Big Hope, appeared in my mind. So I went to the computer and I typed in the name to see if, if there was an organization or any sort of entity with that name, nothing. So when the name Little Hope, Big Hope appeared, I started getting a poem in my mind. The poem kind of came through, words started coming through. So I, I sat down and I started writing the book, Little Hope, Big Hope. You can dream, you can hope. And I just wrote it out, became a poem. And at that moment, I heard a voice say, you need to turn this into a children's book. And I, I was like, no, maybe this is just, you know, me. But I really felt a strong urge to, to do that. So I started contacting children's uh, book publishing companies in Australia. So I contacted a company. They heard about my idea, and they felt that this would be something that could truly impact children's lives. I remember having a conversation with the publisher, and they said, we don't really have anything of this nature. You know, we have a lot of books that talk about cats sitting on a hat, you know, children's books about bears and, you know, different things. But we don't really have any books that talk about spreading hope and positivity. And so the premise of the book is when we can put little seeds of hope in little people, then eventually as these little people expand, they get older and they become bigger, that little seed of hope begins to grow. Hence, Little hope becoming big hope. Yeah. So that was it. And um, they liked my idea. And I started publishing and got the book published right in Australia. And that was the beginning of another journey of me becoming a children's author on the Gold Coast. And a lot of media attention at the time. And there was television crews filming you reading the book to school children in classrooms and all that yeah. sort of stuff, which is really wonderful. I mean, you could never have anticipated that this was the kind of journey you were going to have when you left Canada to come here and study. So you can see, well, I can see the growth in you as a person, even from when I first met you at the start of 2018 to the person you were by the, the end of that year after spending 12 months in the Mayor's Student Ambassador Program, all the experiences, producing the book, going through law school at Bond University. But you said to me that later when you reflected on the creation of Little Hope, Big Hope, it was more than just creating hope in children. It was also reflective of something that was going on with you at the time. What was happening with yeah. you? Yeah. At the time, I needed hope for myself. You know, one, one thing I, I've realized as an author is, although we have an audience and we may have a, a target and an objective for what we create, a lot of times it's also a reflection of what's happening within us. And so I think at the time, I was in a stage where I needed hope for myself. I was sort of in a transition stage, you know, 2018, essentially I would have been graduating in 2019. That was the, the objective or the goal. So I was really in the middle of my, my law school journey. You know, I was a, an ambassador for, for the city and I knew that there was going to be a lot of decisions I had to make, being whether I was going to stay in Australia or go back to Canada. I also had a lot of financial challenges being in school as a student, a law student. You already know, having a law degree is quite, it's quite expensive. Not cheap. And yeah. So 
I, I believe at that time I just needed hope for myself. I needed some positivity and uh, just some encouragement. So I believed at the time, and I still believe that when you need hope, that's when you give hope to others. So at the time, I needed hope. I needed some encouragement. I needed some finances for <laughs> school. You know, I didn't know what was going to happen, you know, the next preceding semesters. And so rather than to complain or rather than to sulk, that also may have been another avenue is by channeling what was happening within me to the children, the young children, to let them know everything's going to be okay. Don't give up and have more hope. So after you graduated and you did return to Canada, how do you think you'd changed? What had changed in you when you got home? And had people noticed that? Had your parents noticed it? Your friends noticed it? How was life different for you when you went home with your law degree after having had all the experiences that you had here on the Gold Coast? I left more confident. I just left feeling empty in a good way. Meaning when I came to the Gold Coast, I had utilized all my giftings. I wrote a children's book. I was speaking in the media, on the radio, television. You know, I, I'm a singer as well, so I was also able to sing in, in sort of different, uh, different opportunities. I was able to go to school, become a lawyer. It, it was like every facet of my life literally got impacted by being here. So when I went back to, to Canada, I, I left really feeling confident that what I was able to produce here, I could essentially produce over there, right? All the seeds were planted in me. It just needed to be watered. And at first, I didn't feel like it was being watered in Canada. But when I came to Australia, so many doors opened for me and, and everyone was so lovely and, you know, the school and study Gold Coast and everyone was so supportive and allowing me to utilize those gifts that I had. So when I went back to Canada, I just felt confident and excited to to continue in, in the Canadian uh, land. And also answering your question, my family saw the change, my friends saw the change, especially on Facebook. I have a folder called the Mayor Student Ambassador folder, and that's where you can see all my pictures of all the things that I've done, all the news clips, pictures, just all of it is all there. So sometimes I have friends who would still go on my Facebook and look <laughs> and see all the pictures and see all the things that I did. The experience, yeah. yeah. And then another thing um, I also forgot to add was Bond University also utilized my photo, my picture. My picture was actually, I'll share this with you. Mm -hmm. So in 2019, I was contacted by the school because they, they saw what was going on. So I was invited to speak to potential students in Canada. So this was the uh, Bond University Student uh, Association. They contacted me to speak and to share my story over there. And when I showed up, I was grabbing some of their uh, pamphlets. And I just randomly opened the page. And my picture was already there. I didn't even know. But they had my picture there with a little sort of story about me. This was something that I had no idea about. But I, I guess I may have left an impact that they began to sort of utilize me and, and put my picture in put my story on their pamphlets to, you know, to give to other Canadian <laughs> students. So. The model student yeah. in more ways than one. Yeah. It's a common thing with the Mayor's student ambassadors that after the program's finished that many of them come back to us and say, can I just apply for the program again next year? Can I do it again? I just want to do it again. And I think in some ways it leaves a hole in people's lives because you, you're given a wealth of opportunities but also unique experiences that you just couldn't get 
anywhere else. Experiences that money can't buy, all sorts of amazing things. Of course, you grow through those experiences and the connections you make and, and the camaraderie between yourself and the other ambassadors. So for you, was that was there a sense of that when you got back home and you thought, wow, I'm kind of missing that. That was so much fun. How do I replace that? What do I do in my life now to kind of fill that void? Yeah, there was a big hole. There was. And it was a little tough, actually. It was a little tough because I was so used to, as I said, the St- Study Gold Coast program and everything that we did, being a mayor's ambassador, it was like my identity. So once it ended and I went back to Canada, I was confident. I was on a high. But then everyone else was just living their lives as normal. Oh, yeah. Oh, look, and, it's just an Ada. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> right? So it, it was a little tough. But um, I think for me, the way that I coped with it was I continued to focus on my giftings. I continued to focus on the book because the children's book was still out there. It was available on Amazon and of course, I had the page set up, so I was still promoting my book, still engaging in activities connected to the book. And what happened was, because I did so much in Australia, I was sort of able to stand out in Canada because many of them hadn't been to Australia. Many, many of them wanted to know what it was like to be there, right? So I was able to sort of take all those opportunities and utilize it to stand out in Canada. So I just continue to focus on all these activities and of course my book away while I was uh, not working. You're about to address the new intake of 2023 Mayor Student Ambassadors this week for their induction dates, their very first experience as part of the program and it's one of the beautiful things about the Ambassador Program that our alumni often engage. We still engage you in different ways. This is one of those instances. So what kind of hope, what kind of, <laughs> I just picked that word, but what, what kind of big hope or even little hope are you going to share with those ambassadors? What kind, of, what kind of information do you want to impart to them about your experience that they could take on board? This is a really great question. How I want to phrase it is I want to teach them how to balance their work, their study, and their passion projects, because that's exactly what I was doing. I'm sure you know that being a part of the program didn't mean that we had to negate our other responsibilities as a student. You know, a lot of us had part-time jobs as well, you know, different things like that. So I created a term called FEDS, F-E-D-S. And F stands for focus. And what I'd want to say to them is that they should concentrate on completing their goals and aspirations. They should concentrate on their strengths and their abilities. Because for all of them, being a part of the mayor's program is a strength. And they're also coming in with the ability to give back in some sense, right? And then also, they should continue to develop their skills and talents while being a part of the program. Uh, Another thing I want to say is E, which stands for effort. They need to get active. So if they're going to be a part of this program, they shouldn't sit back. Did you notice that we had some students that were very active in the program? And then we had others who are not active. Did you notice that? Yeah, this happens every year. There are some students who uh, totally embrace it and they're into absolutely everything. Others who are there and they're enjoying it, but they're probably not getting 
quite as much out of it as they could. And the trick is the more you put in, the more you get out, right? Exactly right. And that's why E represents effort. If they're really going to have a great experience with the program, they have to put effort into the program just like they would their studies, et cetera. And I think that's what also set me and a couple of the ambassadors apart is that we, we try to put in a lot of effort into the program. And then D, dedication. They got to be dedicated to the program, right? They have to show up. They have to, you know, be there and to really take their role seriously. And I think when they do that, they'll be able to have a great time. And then the last one, S, is sacrifice. Being a part of the program does require some sacrifice, which is your time, right? You're sacrificing time. And, and, I, and I can tell you this because I remember moments when I would see some of my law students, my peers studying in the evening, and then I would be, you know, coming down to, to the study Gold Coast, coming down to the Gold Coast Student Hub to engage in a program or to, to speak at an event or to assist with anything there, right? So it does, it does require sacrifice, but I would say that the sacrifice is truly worth it. I think some sage advice there, a lot of wisdom from a voice of experience. And I guess the other thing that this year's cohort might want to know is how that experience has changed your life. You've talked a bit about that firsthand, but did it open doors for you? You became a children's author, of course. That wasn't part of the program, but certainly you leveraged off the opportunities that you had, the contacts that you'd made. But do you think that it opened a lot of doors for you that otherwise would never have been available to you? Yeah, I feel like the media, it opened doors for me media-wise. I don't know if you remember, but I was invited to come on ABC at 91.3. Um, there was an event that came about, and because we were already well-connected, they asked me and another student ambassador to talk about democracy. And we also had the opportunity to attend a, a democracy event that was had a, a large pool of, of delegates and entrepreneurs and you know law professionals all over the Gold Coast. It was just two of us that were invited, and had we not been a part of the ambassador program, we wouldn't have known, and we wouldn't have had the opportunity to come. And it was for free, of course, right? Being a part of the program really allowed us to utilize our gifts and our talents. You mentioned singing. It's a passion of yours, and I have heard you sing in the Gold Coast Student Hub. Sometimes when you were coming down there in an evening, it wasn't always to necessarily speak in an event. Sometimes it might be just a fun social outing. And then, well, Anita Kissy might just break out into song. So is it just a hobby of yours or is it something you pursued beyond a hobby? Yeah, for now it's a hobby. It's a hobby for now. Not, not, it's not anything that I'm doing as a career, as you know. <laughs> I already have enough on my plate for now. But uh, The singing lawyer? There's not, that doesn't... Ah, yes, yeah. yes. It's interesting because, yeah, people do call me that, the singing lawyer. Do they? Yeah, they do. It's so interesting you brought that up because a, a couple of days ago, I was, you know, just socializing here on the Gold Coast in Broad Beach, and uh, that was actually a term that they gave me. They were like, oh, the singing lawyer. <laughs> so what, you just broke out into song there, did you? Yes, I actually, it was so interesting. We were just in Broad Beach, and we, we passed a, a bar, and um, they were singing. And, of course, one of my, my colleagues that knows me, you know, knew the uh, the owner. So she went right in. She was an Aussie. She went right in and told them about me, and uh, they gave me the opportunity to sing. So I ended up singing with uh, an Australian band 
<laughs> just yeah. like that, no just rehearsal. Like wow. That. So I have it recorded. How looking, did you go? Was it good? It was good. Yeah. yeah, it was really nice just to just to be embraced by the Australians. Because as I said, when I got on stage, they they did the whole introduction just like yourself. They introduced me, and they were really welcoming as well. So I was able to sing with the, the Aussie band, and we had a good time. What and did it, you sing? Oh, I don't even remember. Oh, I think it was um, Sweet Carolina. Yeah, Sweet Carolina. They only had a lot of like the Aussie favorites, so. Okay. Yeah, I sang Sweet Carolina. Okay. All yeah. right. Well, you can, if you would like to sing, do you want to sing a few, but I can't give you a band. Oh, no worries. You you, maybe a little tap for me? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Depends. What is it? What do you want to sing? Okay, I guess I'm going to do a spontaneous song. Is that okay? You can do a spontaneous song. Of course you can. It's a spontaneous kind of podcast. It is, isn't yeah. it? Yes. Okay. Don't give up. Keep holding on. Don't give up, always be strong. Welcome to the Gold Coast, where you can enjoy life. Study and read and watch the beautiful sunny sky. Wow, look at that. Impromptu. Look, it sounds like a hit to me. Does it? (laughs) I was... I was just sort of two topics in one. Tommy, you not only practice what you preach, you sing the praises of what you believe in, what you've experienced here. Mm -hmm. So now that you've returned to Canada and you've started your career, what does the future hold for you? I definitely want to continue to impact more people. I would love for myself to be continually speaking. I actually want to be a speaker. So I'd love to go into a motivational speaking and to also be an ambassador. I don't know. It might not be study Gold Coast, of course, right? But mm. I would love to continue what I did, perhaps through my career or perhaps through my own, you know, my own business, my own brand, right? Little Hope, Big Hope is a brand in, its, in and of itself. So I'd love to continue to speak to young children, to speak at schools. Actually, by the way, when I do get back, I have been invited by a couple schools to speak and to share about the book and, of course, to share my involvement with Study Gold Coast because it all comes together. It's like a package, right? It all comes together. So um, I'm going to be doing that when I get back. So I'd love to continue speaking and just impacting people's lives, spreading hope everywhere that I go. And, of course, I'd love to progress in my career as a lawyer. Um, I'm looking to get involved into cybercrime because another thing I forgot to leave. Not as a criminal. No, no, just. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Sorry, cybersecurity. Did I say cybercrime? Oh, my goodness. No. Really? Yeah. Cybercriminal. No, I don't want to do that, right? That would be a a wrong path. But sorry. Professional. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so I I would like to fight cybercrime and uh, be involved in cybersecurity. So, of course, being a legal professional, but focusing on technology, which, of course, has been the, the main platform that cyber criminals are using, especially to attack children. You know, So I'd love to get involved in that capacity. And, of course, I'm looking forward to starting a family as well. So I'll keep you posted. At some point. Yeah, yeah at some point. Does the lucky guy know who he is? Yeah. yeah. Oh. oh, we won't go there. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I'll keep you posted on that. If anyone is going to keep us posted on what she's doing, it's Anita Kissy.
As for the lucky person who may be the partner of those future children, well, let's just hope that they find out before we do. (laughs) It was great catching up with Anita after all these years, and it's just so good to touch base with our student alumni to see where they are and what they're doing with their lives now. With the Mayor's Student Ambassadors, it's a particularly close group that spans right across the many years that the program has been running. And they've all shared something unique and very special, which isn't hard to see once they start reminiscing about their wonderful experiences in the program. In case you couldn't tell from what Anita had to say about her time as a Mayor's Student Ambassador. If you'd like to explore the other episodes in this podcast series, you'll find them at www.studygoldcoast.org.au slash podcast. My name is Trevor Jackson, and I'll catch you next time for Tomorrow is Mine.